Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio, finally together again, where we actually did this yesterday for Ned Talk, the uh, pregame show before the Chiefs took on the Bengals in the AFC Championship game at Arrowhead Stadium. Ned, I'm going to say this one time. You are never allowed to ever say the phrase, there's no way blank team will beat the Kansas City Chiefs ever again. This isn't like saying calling the Chargers the San Diego Chargers and you got to put $5 in the jar. This is, you're going to have to give me your car if you ever say it again. Please don't do it. Well, now, what did you think in the first half, though, when the Chiefs were up by 18 points? Felt good until about the last, what, 15, 20 seconds of that half, and then I started to feel like, oh, I kind of feel like the last time we played the Cincinnati Bengals. And that's exactly what happened. It was a mirror image of the game about uh, three weeks to a month ago in Cincinnati in which the Chiefs had a 28-14 to lead at halftime and let it get away. And the same thing happened here. The lead wasn't quite as big. It was 20-10. to Could have been more, but the Chiefs, and this, in all honesty, Mike, <clears throat> is where I think the Chiefs may have lost a little bit of their mojo. Instead of taking the points, a sure three points, you never leave points on the field. And the Chiefs did. They left their points on the field, went for a touchdown, did not get it, and time ran out. So it's 20 to 10 instead of 24 to 10. That could have been a big difference. And I said 20, 21 to 10. But the fact of the matter remains, the Chiefs did not play at all in the second half. Here's the, the stat that really blew my mind when I took a look at it. The Chiefs had four drives in the first half, four significant drives. It netted them 317 yards and three touchdowns on four drives. In the second half, they had five drives that netted them 34 yards and no touchdowns. What happened? I wish I was adept enough at looking at defenses to figure out what the Bengals did. Not sure they did anything. I'm not sure the Chiefs did anything. It, it was just a matter of the way the game morphed, and Kansas City did not make the significant adjustments that they had to. i tell you another disturbing trend here that I see, and this is going back into history, and I don't think it necessarily correlates, but St. Louis Rams won the Super Bowl 2020, went back to the 2021 Super Bowl, favored over the Patriots, lost it. The next year, they got beaten the championship, the, uh, the division championship, and never made it back again. And the Chiefs are following that same pattern. The Chiefs are a little bit different because they have a young quarterback who signed for a long time. But do they have a young team that's able to sustain that measure? That's, that's the bothersome factor here. It, at least in my opinion it is. Hope I'm wrong. And yes, I have been wrong in the past. <laughs> well, you just don't ever say that phrase again. And yes, I am extremely superstitious. So, it, you know, it, 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 they hurt themselves. They just couldn't get anything going, drop passes. I mean, you can blame it on so many different things. But it, it, it was it's a game and it's played as a complete game. And, uh, you know, honestly, in that first half, I have a feeling that Coach Reed probably wanted to go for three. Patrick Mahomes said, no, I can get it in there. It didn't happen. That, shaked him, that shook him up. A pick 
and then it just it was just bad mojo for the rest of the day. Yeah, and they couldn't really get anything going. That's just it. The play calling it was it was there, but the uh, receivers were not. And I think you saw that too when Hardman and Hill got into it on the sideline. They got to arguing back and forth because one was getting more passes than the other, and it wasn't gaining them significant yardage. Hey, all that plays into effect, but when your rhythm has been disturbed, and Kansas City's rhythm was, another factor that you have to take a look at, too, in history, and I really think this does make a difference. You look at Kansas City's wins this year, and had 14 of them, 14 wins. That's pretty good. How many of them were precipitous wins right there oh, at the Oh, they were edge. close, yeah. They, you know, the magic ran out. Yeah, and, and the thing that blows my mind, though, is you look at this game yesterday, and you look at the game the week before, and the Bills are a better team than the Bengals oh, yes. all day long. They're a better coach team, a better both sides of the ball all day. And we go out there and play those guys like it was Rocky Four, you know? <laughs> and then we come back out, and then and it's just like, I don't know. I, it just blows your mind. I, D-Rob had some really bad miscues. There was just so many things that I was just like, I just... You have no explanation for, it, and it's frustrating because it it you you want to see the dub, and you and you you know it's there, and you just didn't grab it. And the Bengals wanted it more than the Chiefs did. Bottom line, there is an explanation too when you look back at it, and that is that in the American Conference, especially the AFC, we're seeing an influx of very young and talented quarterbacks. What did Joe Burrow do yesterday? Took a page out of the Patrick Mahomes playbook. And he ran. He escaped out of the out of the pocket. A couple times he escaped absolute sacks. He was about to go down. These young quarterbacks are very good at what they do. And Burrow running for a couple of key first downs. You saw it with Josh Allen last week with Buffalo Bills. Same thing. And that's a Mahomes tactic that has morphed over into the other young quarterbacks in the league. And there are some very good ones. We talked about that yesterday on on our uh, pregame show. Fact is, though, the Chiefs do need to make some decisions in the offseason because the salary cap is going to be very significant mm-hmm. for them. And they have some key individuals who are right there on the the borderline. And the same with the others. Look at Garoppolo of the San Francisco 49ers. He has to go because his hit on the salary cap, not that he can't play, he can. It's a lot of money. Man. But the money is really a factor. Yeah, and uh, I, I, we talked about this in Ned Talk yesterday with John. You know, I really hope they at least give uh, Melvin another year chance. I think he was crucial. Um, we'll see, though. But how much of a hit is he on the salary yeah, cap? Yeah, that's he another was thing. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, and he might want to get paid over, over over time. So we'll see. I mean, it just it, it sucks because I, I we were sitting there watching that first half, and in my mind, I'm like, oh, this will be so great. My, you know, my son is old enough to look at the TV and know it's the Chiefs and say Chiefs, and it's just it's a really cool thing to enjoy. And this season, even though I only got to go to a couple of games, normally I'm up there for every one, but when you have a little one, it's harder. This season was really cool in the sense that, you know, I got to share that with him. You know what I mean? And even though he doesn't really understand it, he knows I'm into it and he's excited about it from what I can tell. And that's special. And I really like was looking forward to the possibility of doing that again in two weeks. And that's probably why I'm the the most sad. But you know what? It's a game. And like I said yesterday, man, what what I could ever ask for out of a team that I love so much as the Kansas City Chiefs is give me a season, season to root for. Brother, they've been to the AFC Championship game four years in a row. Nothing to hang your hat on. Let the haters talk their talk, but you know what? They hate us because they ain't us. And guess what? The best news is the draft is 87 days away. 
So wait, we ain't too far from restarting this thing all over again, Ed. If the draft is in April, bring it on. I want April here now. I know, 87 <laughs> days. He's counting. He's looking past the snow. So you know what I did after the uh, Chiefs-Bengals game? I turned the TV to something else and did not watch football for the rest of the evening. And I feel a lot better because I didn't have to watch replays of that game. I know it's tough enough to have to come in here the next day and do it. But even though I didn't watch it, I was definitely following along. And uh, you know what? Got to give it up to the 49ers. They did give the Rams a run for their money. But the Rams and Bengals, it looks like, is what we're going to have in a Super Bowl. Well, the 49ers had won six in a row from Los Angeles over the last couple of years, including all their games this year, obviously. And uh, this one, I'll tell you, San Francisco looked pretty good. They were up by 10, only to see Matt Stafford earn what everyone thought he should when the Rams acquired him from the Detroit Lions and led his team back in the fourth period with 13 unanswered points, and that was big. And it's a 20-17 win for the Los Angeles Rams. A key touchdown to Cooper Cup and a couple of field goals by Matt Yeh and here the uh, Rams are in the Super Bowl. Interestingly enough, they're playing on their home field, but they will not be the home team. <laughs> That's the way it works in the Super Bowl. It flip-flops each year. American uh, champion is one, national champion the other. Well, last year, you might remember the, the Chiefs playing in Tampa for the home team. Now, what is this? Well, now the Rams, who are playing in SoFi Stadium, will not be the home team. The Cincinnati Bengals will be. And that is the matchup in the Super Bowl. How does it figure out? Well, the Rams right now are about a three-and-a-half to four-point favorite. You know, the Bengals are really a team of magic, and I've got to be very impressed with them. They're, they're a good football team. I based much of my prediction on the fact that they weren't mature and not ready for a run like this. After all, Joe Burrow's been in the it's league second for just year, a couple man. of years. I know, it's the second year. And he year. has a young team. He has Jamar Chase, who's also in his rookie year, and you just have young players. Are they ready for that kind of pressure? Well, I didn't think so, but they were yesterday in Kansas City. Same thing in the Super Bowl. They may not give a blast where they are. They're going out to have fun and play pretty well, and Burrow is a good quarterback. So is Matt Stafford, different style quarterback, and the Rams are a different style team. But I have to think right now that the Rams will probably get an odd still two weeks away. Uh, being at home, even though they are not the home team. Anyway, it'll be it'll be an interesting Super Bowl. Their game yesterday, the Rams' comeback win over the 49ers, was a very good football game. Uh, let's start with, uh, I've got two questions. My first one is, um, that just goes to show you, or at least in my opinion, how garbage the Detroit organization is. When you look at a talent like Matt Stafford and what he's able to do, first year in another team, new system, everything, and uh, he looks like uh, he, he, if he, how things would have been different if he would have landed anywhere else. There is, and of course you can always make that speculation, and you can say the same thing about Patrick Mahomes. True. If the Chiefs had not gotten him, would he have fit into whatever that mo- Very he true. would have, but maybe not in the capacity that he has with Kansas City because their offense is built around him. Same thing with Stafford. In Stafford's case, though, when the Lions traded him, they got three first-round draft choices plus several draft choices down the line. How that is going to work in Detroit's favor, well, we'll find out. Man, it didn't this year. <laughs> no, That's no, for no. sure. Second question, let me put my tinfoil hat on real quick. As soon as that game was finished on social media, at least a lot of the guys that I'm friends with, 
kept saying, you know, it's real interesting how the uh, hosting team has got a Super Bowl back-to-back years. Last year it was Tampa. This year it was L.A. (laughs) Is the NFL becoming more and more like the WWE, Ned? I don't think so. I think it's just just a quirk. Uh, of of fate that happened in Tampa Bay's case, nobody expected them to be there. In the Rams' case, they did expect them to be there. I did. I, I thought they'd win the NFC title and play in the Super Bowl, but it just happens to work out that way. But if you look ahead, where is the Super Bowl next year? Arizona. Are the Arizona oh Cardinals ready to be if there? They, if, they, <laughs> if it's three in a row, this tinfoil hat's staying on my head, Ned. All right, let's talk about something else other than football. I'm glad that's over with. Um, let's talk uh, college basketball. How'd that go last well, uh, couple days? Well, both of the uh, Missouri State teams won. The Lady Bears held on in a, in a nail-biter with Indiana State, beat them 62-58. to the Bears played Evansville, and Evansville is not a very good basketball team, but the Bears were kind of like the Kansas City Chiefs. They slogged through for a while, found themselves behind in the second half, and then somebody, and I think probably Dana Ford, woke them up. They decided to play some basketball and uh, put the game on ice and won it 72-58. to So the uh, Bears get a couple of victories, both the ladies and the men. Both of the Drury teams won, beating Missouri S&T, on uh, Saturday in the overflow of the old game. And the Panthers, the men's team, plays tonight. This is a makeup game. They're going up to Bolivar. It's a game that was COVIDed, if you can make a verb out of that, which you can't, but I did. Anyway, COVIDed out, and uh, they're going to make it up tonight in Bolivar. The Drury team is back to, uh, at least relative speaking, full strength. So they'll play, and we should have a pretty good week of basketball coming up. And that's really all we've got because uh, who cares about the Pro Bowl and uh, championship games down for two weeks, and we got the contract talk still going on. That's interesting you mentioned that. Does anybody watch the Pro Bowl? I, I'm not going to. Who cares? I don't. I mean, I want to see these guys to remind myself that my team's not in the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I don't think no. so. I'll, I'll just be looking towards the future. And like I said, 87 days until the draft, my man. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, who are the big individual winners this weekend? Well, you have to give a nod to Rafael Nadal and Ashley Barty. They were both the uh, the champions at the Australian Open Tennis Tournament, and Nadal was in a three-way tie with Federer and Djokovic at 20 Grand Slam wins. Rafael Nadal wins. He is now the record holder for men with major victories. 21 Grand Slam titles for Rafael Nadal. Ashley Barty was the people's choice in Australia. She is Australian. She was the first Australian to win in their national tournament since 1987, I believe it was. And uh, that is, that's really big. It's a tournament that, as everyone knows, did not include Novak Djokovic this year. Djokovic was expelled from the country because he had not been vaccinated. See what happens with the French Open, which is the next major, and that comes up during the Memorial Day weekend. And a nod to Luke List. He is not a big name on the PGA Tour, but he's a very accomplished player. And List won the Farmers Insurance Open out at La Jolla, California, Torrey Pines. And he did it in overtime. Very nice win for a Luke List. They are the big individual winners. Should be a big weekend forthcoming next weekend. That's the non-Super Bowl weekend. But it's also here in town. The Bears' first pitch, which is the... Uh, annual celebration to start the baseball season for Missouri State. Bring on baseball, please. 
And then uh, we have the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame banquet and ceremonies next Sunday night. Wouldn't it figure that the week they're saying we're going to get inches of snow, we're talking about first pitches, too. Only in the Ozarks, my man. (laughs) Ned, we're going to go get you some salt for the driveway. And uh, until then, I'll see you tomorrow, man.